You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. You know the day destroys the night Night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, yeah We chased our pleasures here Dug our treasures there But can you still recall episode we'll be talking about the door self-titled album in the room i have rob hello ben sean hi and jackson hey the doors is the debut album of the american rock band of the same name released in january 4th 1967 on electra records is produced by paul a rothschild and the genre is psychedelic rock acid rock um the doors were unique controversial and one of the most influential rock acts of the 1960s their debut self-titled album is an impressive debut, and many of the songs still get regular rotations 40 years later. The 1967 West Coast was overflowing with experimental, exciting sounds crafted by young bands in Freem 4 expression, but the doors seemed to rise above all others, with their powerful blues-based rock riffs, haunting organ, and howling vocals mixed in straight-ahead psychedelic rock. The opening track, Break On Through, is a call to arms, and it never slows from the first fuzz-out riff to the repeated yep, ending yelps. The last song, The End, is a harrowing journey deep in a dark LSD trip that floats in a haze of drums and repeated themes, over which Morrison speaks as if reading from a book of poetry, until ultimately the band explodes in a thunderous evocation of acceptance and anger. Frontman Jim Morrison has remained a 60s icon for his rugged good looks, poetic surrealist lyrics, and anti-establishment confrontations, but here each member played an equal role in shaping and defining the unique sound of the band, which goes a long way explaining just why The Doors stand as one of the most renowned rock albums of all time. All right, what do we think of The Doors self-titled? I mean, I don't know. If you look at the cover of that record, like... A good three quarters of it's just Jim Morrison's face. It's mostly Jim face. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know if uh, they are all is, equally represented like, or not. It's what I like best about him. <laughs> it is one of his best features. Yeah, he does a feature so, on I that. I <laughs> uh, mean, uh, honestly, it had been a minute since I listened to this, and like, and it, it, it it's got a couple songs that I legitimately still enjoy, and most of it I can just tune out. For the most part, what I I'm way happier with uh, with this record than I have been a lot of the uh, contemporary '60s records that have uh, come out. Like it's a it, you know it, it it's bluesy. It, it has some like you know some uh, chutzpah behind it, and yeah, ultimately like yeah, Is that I, I, Italian I can, chef fingers you were sure, making. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I can see why it hit the way it did, and uh, like why the kids were like, oh oh, this sounds. Sounds way cooler than whatever the fuck, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 it, it sounds much better than I recall it. Um, I still think uh, Morrison's a douche. Go I agree with Rob one hundred percent. It sounds way better than I recall it, even though Morrison's a douche. Uh, 
I'd never really been much of a Doors fan, or I guess specifically I should say Jim Morrison fan. I really don't have anything against the rest of the bands. It, the rest of the band is just so, so much, there's so much Jim Morrison in there. But uh, yeah, re-listening through it this past week, especially like with everything that we've been listening to from like the San Francisco scene, it really, it just, it cuts through all that. It, it airs out the room. It's... Like, we've been sitting in a patchouli incense haze, and it's just like a shot of whiskey, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Some might say two million shots of whiskey. So, <laughs> yeah. so what I'm hearing is is uh, doing this project has given you some perspective about the other bands that were happening around the same time, and maybe that's brought, you know, made it listening to The Doors, not just, you know, going back and saying oh, I'm going to listen to Doors, now you have a, a little bit of a sense of what was going on at, at 1967. Right, right. I, I, I definitely, there's no surprise why it caught, like, wildfire. Yeah. You know, especially, like, if it sounded like this and didn't have, like, a handsome shirtless dude writhing around in front. But it did. It had that, too. Uh, about Jim Morrison, I, I think his poetry is bad. But I don't dislike his voice. I I think that when he's singing a rock song, it sounds good cool. He's a good singer. Yeah. yeah. And I I don't know. It just uh I it's just it's just this uh this buffoonish like douchey poetry that's always been the turnoff for me. Can I can I say something though? Like I I know that that's like what a lot of people see you know Jim Morrison and the Doors as looking as now. But this is their first record. Imagine people not really seeing them, just hearing just hearing this, though. You know, we don't have that... We have that, pers- that you know, that back perspective. I'm just curious, to th- you know, about what it was like. And like you guys both said, it is, it is no surprise that, you know, that it did catch, like, wildfire like that. I have such a hard time with The Doors because when I was, like, 13, that was, like, the band that, you know, everybody had those, like, embroidered patches on their yeah, backpack. Yeah, and then you got over it. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> before I... Before you were yeah. well, I much never, older. I never, I never, I never liked the them, you know, but then, like, the only thing that really made me, like, stop and think about The Doors and kind of appreciate them is the book We Got the Neutron Bomb, which is, like, that L.A. answer to Please Kill Me, basically, yeah. and, like, everything came back to The Doors. You know, they opened a lot of doors for... <laughs> There's no other word for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for other bands, and totally. I think that's meaningful. It doesn't make me like their music. I still have such a hard time enjoying the Doors at all. But I see their value. Like, they're an incredibly, like, valuable band. But they, I just don't like their music. Yeah, without, uh, Can I mean, I mean, without uh, like, Jim Morrison as a, as a singer-lyricist, uh, we would have never had Danzig. Or or misfits oh, yeah. like that. This is this is absolutely like the 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 prototype and what he was like trying to go for. And we wouldn't uh, without the keyboardist, we wouldn't have X. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like they're true. They're, we literally would not have X. Yeah, incredibly important. Like you know, for the future stuff that was happening. And I would I would argue like I mean, good God, like this. I couldn't even imagine like having to fucking drag my ass around for two years in San Francisco listening to the tripe we've had to fucking endure, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a rock band popped up in front of my face. I'd lose my fucking mind. Yeah, it's like how I don't like eating corn, but I love tortilla chips. Like <laughs> sure, you, <laughs> I just don't like corn. Uh, the doors are the tortilla chips. <laughs> no, the, they're the corn. corn. Oh, excuse me. They're the corn. Okay. And the music they influence is the tortilla chips. Ah, I see. Yeah. 
that it would be untrue You know that I would be a liar If I was to say to you Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire The time to hesitate is through No time to wallow in the mire Try now we can only lose And our love become a funeral pyre Come on baby light my fire Come on baby light my fire Try to set the night on to give them a lot they're adventurous you know this is an adventurous record even though it's kind of hokey and sometimes yes yeah, like for, I feel first that. album too mm-hmm. i yeah find i give them big points for that you know? strong yeah I, i'm not like a doors guy or a jim morrison like um apologist or whatever but like <laughs> I, I don't know I, I give them big points for this album he did bring so much it's charisma, their best, too. It's their best record. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. I mean, like, the charismatic frontman is so important, and he really did it. Like, yeah. regardless of whether I enjoy his music, like, the fuck, he was just, like, dripping charisma. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I am, I have been a Doors fan for quite a while, and it's funny because I always get, uh, yeah. everyone always, you know, shits on the Doors. It's, a, they're it's all, really they're, weird. They're always so down about it, and, I mean, I come from loving blues, loving the rock, and then they they put a weird spin on that. It's For not sure. just the straight ahead, sure. we're going to do a cover. And even, at their best, when they do that at their best, it's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, even Backdoor Man, which could have easily <laughs> been like just a straight ahead, here's, here's the cover. They put, he puts grit in it. Like yeah. he puts his own attitude in that song and it, it doesn't feel like any other version that's happened before uh that you could almost right. identify those covers with them. Also, this For the sure. one we're listening to, Alabama song. I don't know if you yeah. ever heard the original, but it's it's a lot different. Yeah, very much. And so, I think a, what a lot of people have a problem with, and I also have a problem with, is the the Masonic figure of Jim Morrison being on every tie-dyed flag and every yeah. every mm-hmm. college kid's dorm room saying, oh, he's such a poet and he's he renowned for, he had never, he for this. He had never started being it, Exactly. So he <laughs> he's a young kid and, you know, goes to art school. They're all, yeah. you know, art kids. And it makes sense for them to... to try these out out there things absolutely i don't think some of his lyrics are very good but yeah he had some charisma he he did it oh for sure a certain way and i really identify with how he sings things because i have a similar baritone voice and jim morrison oh and <laughs> morrison <laughs> <Prove it. laughs> i did karaoke with birch and i agree sinatra <laughs> are basically my building blocks for how i sing fucking right on so <laughs> awesome. So, also, I mean, pioneer of leather pants. I mean, mm. the leather pants didn't have a huge presence <laughs> before him, and he really just wore them as if they were jeans, and that's amazing. It's like in California, it's like yeah. cowboys and then Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he totally. just made them normal, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and that's one of many things about them, you know, being subversive in a lot of ways. I mean, 
yeah, I gotta give them big points for this album. And there's also, a, let's not deny there's a world music, like, adventure, you know, sense of adventure on this album as well. Um, you can hear, if you listen to some songs. It sounds like a mandolin or something. I don't know if that's what it is. It's like a hammer dulcimer. Yeah, a dulcimer. Dulcimer. Player piano. Yeah, which is cool. And I think a lot of that's probably Ray Manzarek. Being yeah, being like it, kind of a weird genius dude. It's it's all Ray Manzer. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first uh, introduction to the Doors was uh, actually Dead Milkman with uh, the uh, Vision Camaro intro. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite cover band, Crystal Ship. Crystal Ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, totally. But yeah, so listen to this record, and I was like, oh, Crystal Ship. <laughs> oh god. There you go. You didn't look on Spotify in 1994 to see if that was true? I'm afraid not. And somewhere around 1994, I was trying to get into the doors because I saw everyone's patches on their jean jackets. Yeah. And, uh, and girls love to that. And, yeah. Uh, A lot of them. My like, high school girlfriend at the time, I was like talking to her dad. And he was like, oh, you like the doors? And I was like, yeah, they're pretty cool. And he's like, all downhill after light my fire. And at the time, I just thought to myself, huh, that must be like pretty mid to late in their career. And it really, it wasn't until like a few days ago that I like sat and listened and like actually listened to this album start to finish. And I'm like, that motherfucker, that's halfway through their first record. <laughs> it's crazy. It took it me is, 20 years to get that. It is amazing when like a band's first record is fully realized. You know, like this, this is the door yeah. sound. And that's yeah. crazy. They didn't build up to this. This is just what they're like. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had uh, read that they had they'd kind of practiced, honed in a little bit mm-hmm. from playing just live gigs at Whiskey Go Go, and um, just having the support of like Love, Arthur Lee, and and yeah. and, and, and Jack Love. Wilson, and so and so like that. Just like the last song, the end. You know, it's like they had they had had a little bit of practice getting that. Into a position, totally, so that they could perform it in the in the studio and everything. Totally, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like no love, one went to see them. Love and Junior. They could <laughs> they could just uh, do whatever they wanted on on stage, including doing these kind of riffs and uh, long solos and stuff. Totally, and that like you could probably have a whole episode of the show about the end. Yeah, on its own, like whether you like it or hate it. Pretty fucking wild, and I feel like it should be talked what, about. How do you feel? I like it. I, I really like it. I don't. What don't you like about it? Like, it's too long. It gets all edible. Uh, yeah, that's part uh, of it. Here, here I, I actually have a quote from... Uh, it was reviewed... Uh, when it came out, it was reviewed by... Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Robert Crisco or Chris Gow. Chris Gow. Yeah. And he said... Uh, uh, he was talking about uh, the end, and the line is the it has the the nebulousness that passes for depth among so many lovers of rock poetry. Hmm. I will say That's some how of, a lot of people feel about it. I, I would say some of the some of the lines are a, a bit uh, shallow. The West mm-hmm. is the best. Uh, <laughs> you know, the West Coast is the better of the two coasts. <laughs> there's there's just like some weirdness in there but it i feel like we had done that uh decapo by love before and they had that whole second side that i felt was just kind of like a jam and didn't really go anywhere and i feel like the end at least 
there's a resolve, there's a beginning. It 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 kind of has some peaks and valleys and some yeah. some weirdness in there. The also, same, I love uh, Apocalypse Now. So, oh, what are you yeah. gonna do? <laughs> that, that that same uh, review, uh, Robert Criscow, he in that same like uh, thought. He says that uh, the song, the whole song "Light My Fire" is spoiled by the line "Our loves becomes a funeral pyre." <laughs> yeah, it's that bad. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad I either. I yeah. like that. I mean, I I can probably I can, honestly I, I, say that's a part. I see what you mean. The first time funeral pyre's probably been using the lyrics. I don't. <laughs> Dude, I understand. Yeah. I get it. I, I get it. He's laying it on pretty thick. That's yeah. his thing. That's his whole that thing. is his thing, yeah. his thing. He is heavy-handed with well, with the yeah. the lyrical content, but I've but you know, when people are tripped out on acid, you probably have to hit them over the head yeah. a little bit. And when they're in their mid-20s. <laughs> yeah. And like and you need to hit them over the head and then take off your leather pants and get arrested. <laughs> show me the way to the next whiskey bar Oh, don't ask why Oh, don't ask why Show me the way to the next whiskey bar Oh, don't ask why Oh, don't ask why For if we don't find the next whiskey bar I tell you we must die I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die oh, was it like, I, I get it, I get it yeah. was it was it light my fire that Ed Sullivan uh, he, he tried to get him to change oh, couldn't yeah. get yeah. much higher yeah. to uh, couldn't get much. Better. Yeah, so Something like that. Yeah. September seventeenth, right. uh, they were on the Ed Sullivan shows, and they wanted them to remove higher, uh, and then of course they performed with and said higher, but they don't know whether it was uh, Morrison was nervous and he just forgot to replace it, or, or if he was being, or if he was just didn't care, right. But if you think about Which is like fucking cool. that they're anyway, cool. they would yeah. find the word higher offensive and yeah. think about how we just listened to Velvet Underground and all the shit they talked about. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think like, uh, Velvet Underground was they ever involved. On it. No, yeah. no, no. But I mean like this like higher would never not be offensive to anyone in uh, it's twenty eighteen right. right now. Like that word is sure. whatever, you know. And the Velvet Underground was like talking about heroin yeah and, they didn't even yeah. try to hide it with yeah. Their, yeah yeah like, even the stones changed lyrics when requested on Sullivan's show. Uh he wanted them to say it's it change uh, let's spend the night together to let's spend some time together mm-hmm. and they fucking did it mm-hmm. and uh, like Mick looks right into the camera Sucks. and rolls his eyes whenever he does it but yep. he's but he still switched it yeah hey that's just one way to do it yeah. I mean and well and now think about it the Stones are still touring at the and Jim Morrison's dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's I mean, what happens when you, you can, don't do it Ed Sullivan <laughs> you can play the game or not you know. Uh, I guess, and we're talking about the record, right? Yeah. But I guess another six shows uh, had been planned for the Ed Sullivan show, and the producer told them that they would never play the show again. Jim Morrison reportedly replied, "Hey, man, we just did the Ed Sullivan show." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he was just like, "Whatever, yeah. we did it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fine. And you guys were talking about uh, points for that. His uh, being arrested. Uh, oh, in Florida. 
Yeah, December 9th. He, that was my birthday. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. was your birthday. Awesome. Also known as Jim Morrison's Pubes Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exposed himself. And it, they kind of harassed him before he went on stage. And then he kind of instigated to the people in the audience saying that, you know, the little boys in blue were messing with him. Exposed himself. But... Was it just his mom's pubis, or was it the whole, uh, whole I think it was, caboodle? I think, I think it, was, it was the whole salami. Yeah, I think he showed some hog. All the phrases you're using suck. <laughs> well, we're not as poetic as Jim Morrison. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to work on your poetry. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, I, I don't know if this is true, but he became the first rock artist ever to be arrested on stage during a concert think, performance. Oh, yeah, I think that's totally true. So, pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, again... Points for that. Yeah, props. I, I can't, props. You know, yeah. It's pube props. I, I I do have to wonder. Like, <laughs> it'd be cool. Would have been cool. Like, what if this happened ten years later and he was a singer of a punk band and not <laughs> instead of yeah. you know helping lay some groundwork for you know I mean, for the punk bands. I was going to say clearly, I, but I feel like he's in his own way. He's kind of doing some absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, uh, yeah, There's yeah, but the lyrics probably would have been a little less surreal and a little more geared towards like yeah. aggression. Aggression, yeah. Right. There's this band I love out of yeah. Omaha, Brimstone Howl, and they totally borrow so much from Jim Morrison's vocal style, and that makes me appreciate him a little more. Right on. Yeah, but yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he is a really good. His voice is I, I love his voice. It's mm-hmm. really really cool. Yeah. yeah, I do feel like the album is a little um, front. Loaded, it is. Some of the later later tracks too. I I had kind of forgotten because after Backdoor Man, I look at you is is weird, but it just doesn't have like a real yeah. striking. But and then, then they go out with the end though, dude. And the, yeah, end of the night, and then take it as a comment. I feel like is like really weak, and then it, they come back with the end, which is that long sprawling kind of yeah. 12, you, 12 is, almost twelve minutes, which is the their most really. You know, besides the couple hits off this record, that's like their le- their legacy, really. Yeah. Is... What are the hits? Break on through. I would say light, light my fire. fire. Light yeah. my fire. Yeah. Uh, and you might be able to argue Crystal Ship or Soul Kitchen. But <laughs> yeah, really, the, those three. Yeah. So backdoor man. Uh, I don't know if anyone else uh, hears it, but uh, Huey Lewis ripped it off for uh, sometimes bad is bad. Oh man. Oh, like even down to the chorus, yeah. like it, at, like even. In not, I know this is this is probably a cover. It's right? Howlin' Wolf. Howlin yeah, Wolf. yeah, but yeah, like the um, like the bump, 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 bump. Like it absolutely like some t- bad is bad. Like it, it's a complete nutter like rip off it. of this song. Yeah, yeah. Is that one of Huey's hits? I can't, I can't picture yeah. it in my head. Oh, that one? Yeah. So don't have it. Uh, (laughs) But I like what you did. Yeah, I love your work. I mean, then you love Huey. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to being 45 and doing a podcast about Huey Lewis. (laughs) You ever listen to sports? I've got sports up in my car right now. I believe you. I saw you. I saw you pull in. (laughs) Pulling in hot. You were you were coming in hot, like you were listening to some. uh, one of the tight tracks on sports. <laughs> I may have been. Uh, how do we feel? I'm in the positive. I think the, the self-titled. I'm positive pretty, about it, honestly. Pretty. Uh, it's like you can't deny the the groundwork. Yeah. And yeah, his voice and and just the playing is it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, positive. It belongs. It belongs here. 
It's one of the few albums that I don't like, but I still say positive. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate I, it. I can relate. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the positive as well. It, uh... It did. Surpassed expectation, especially given the amount yeah, of shit we were, we've talked about the doors. I was gonna say, I'm not gonna this stop podcast. talking shit about the doors. No, it's you're, fine. and you're not wrong. Yeah, fine. yeah. cool. All right, uh, next time we'll be talking about the birds younger than yesterday. Right Thanks, y'all. He's old, and his skin is cold. The West is the best The West is the best Get here and we'll do the rest The blue bus is called